What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, down on the docks on the other side of the track, speakeasy, dive bar style podcast of and about your beloved Seattle Mariners that you are listening to on Odyssey Sports on the Odyssey app. Or look, wherever else you're getting that podcast action from, I'm not here to judge. As long as you're getting it, I'm down with that. Also, if you haven't said hello yet, you know, go say hello to us on the socials. Whether that's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You also can leave comments on YouTube the last time I checked. That's right, some of these videos are up on YouTube Even this episode, especially this episode, is up on YouTube. Also, if you want to write a strongly worded, you know, email, you can always hit us up at ryebreadandmustardpodcast at gmail.com. And you know what? Another way you can say hello is by giving us one of those reviews. So, like, if you're on Apple Pods, I don't know, give us one of those reviews. Maybe even one of those five-star ratings. And right here on this podcast, yes, 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 we love more than anything five-tool baseball players, except the only thing we like more than that are those five-star reviews, so don't be scared to give us that five-star review. Also, maybe you're like, man, you know what? I kind of like the pod, but you know what? I'm down with that gear. That's right. The rye bread and mustard pod merch is available, and you can get that at at simply.cora. One more time. You can get that at at simply.cora on Instagram. Send her a DM. She'll take care of you. I think that's all the house cleaning, all that kind of business. And on today's episode, I'm sitting down and I'm chopping it up with actor, writer, director, producer, army veteran, sports fanatic, specifically Boston sports fanatic, Mr. Bill Posley. You might recognize that name from, I don't know, maybe a show called Cobra Kai. That's right. He wrote on season four of Cobra Kai. He also wrote on the new Apple series Shrinking as well as NBC's Keenan. And he's been tasked with writing Sam and Victor's Day Off, which is a spinoff from, yes, you guessed it, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And look, this is just the surface with Bill. He's He's had an interesting life. He grew up in Boston, like I said. He's a big sports fanatic, a Boston sports fanatic, but I'd have to say the most classy, uh, kind Boston sports fan I've ever met. Easily the uh, best uh, behaved Boston sports fan I know. And at this point in my intro, you're like, all right, Myron, you are running long. We get it. He's cool. He's awesome. We've Googled him. But what in the hell is he talking to you about here on this episode? But listen, I, I, listen, I don't want to spoil it, but I will tease it a little bit. We're talking about his time down in Florida at the fantasy baseball camp. We're talking about how he likes to watch big games uh, alone, not being around crazy fans. He's kind of likes that isolation game when it comes to that. We talk about some, uh, you know, Mariner Boston Red Sox trades from the past, specifically the uh, Jason Veritek one. Listen, we got to talk about it. It's, it's in our history. We talk a little Mo Vaughn. We talk some Griffey. We talk some NBA jams, 30 for 30 action, as well as his movie, that you can see right now on BET Plus, Paramount Plus, Amazon, Apple. And look, if you're into scary movies, if you're into nostalgic scary movies, then bitch ass. That's right. It's called bitch ass. Then bitch ass 
is the movie for you. And if you're like, Myron, listen, you're not qualified to uh, tell me what movies are good, then don't take my word for it. Take, I don't know, South by Southwest word for it. That's right. This movie went to South by Southwest and also won the Audience Award. So I think that is enough for you to, you know, understand that this is a good movie. And I think you're going to go check that out. But first, but first, you got to listen to this new episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast with Bill Posley. And look, if you're looking for some of that Mariner complaining, you're looking for that cybermetrics talk, you're looking for what the hell is going on with this offense, that'll all be coming out this Monday. But for right now, this weekend, just sit back, relax, listen to some conversation, and we're going to start this shit. How about right now? Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. All right, so Bill, we just heard in the, in my intro uh, that I did, of course, before you came on here, uh, all, all <laughs> those interesting things that you know the the rye bread mustard uh, Mariners baseball podcast listeners might want to like sink their teeth into. Look, you know, we, we've talked about you've you've I was talking about you served overseas. We talked about all the uh, TV shows you've written on, the movie you've uh, just wrote, produced, and directed. Um, but I, what I want to sink my teeth into is you went to fantasy baseball camp. That's I what guess. I want to start off with because I, I, I actually don't know anybody that's actually went to one of these fantasy baseball camps. So can you tell us about all that? Yeah, it was amazing, man. Like it is at least, uh, you know, I, I would like, if you're ever interested in going and you want to go for your local team, I would check to see, like, I would get like, um, just kind of research to see how good it is. Cause I've heard that some are better than others. And one of the ones I heard was great was the Red Sox one. So I was like, Oh, great. I can't wait to go check this thing out. And it was, I haven't played baseball since I was 13 years old. And it was me and my childhood best friend. It was, he called me up. He lives in Fort Myers and he was like, Hey, the Red Sox are doing the fantasy baseball uh camp do you want to do it with me this year and i was like absolutely dude i would love to and so the rules for this camp i think most camps hit this same kind of rule is you have to be over 30 right um and uh i don't know if you could have yes you maybe could have played pro ball but i think you have to there has to be like a number of years that you were out of the of it yeah they don't want like a ringer coming in there right and just dominating everybody right and your uh ex-players are your coaches oh so who did you get so we had like trot nixon brian dabak bill miller frank viola oil camboid we had um yeah just a ton of guys like there was probably 20 player ex-players uh manny del carmen just people who had like been in the red sox organization either 
you know, back in the day or for a short period of time or whatever. All, the only requirement is at some point in your career, you were a Red Sox. So, yeah. So you go down. Uh, it's great, man. You stay like in the same hotel that they bring real players when they're doing spring training and you you're two to a room um and you go to we went to JetBlue Park which is the spring training baseball field so you go there and um they do your like it's fun they like there's a rookie orientation where you get to ask all your questions you talk to the veterans and then they take a photo where you like you sign your rookie deal and like you get to do this whole like photo op thing with your jersey and then you go to the stadium and it is awesome like you get to use real trainers the real facility that the red sox use you're in their locker rooms you're doing all that stuff so you walk in and bam your locker is like literally right there and it has your name on it here let me see if i can show you on the um on my phone um, and this is the Red Sox facility. So this isn't like going to the Oakland A's. This is this is not a this does not look like a junior high school gym. Uh no, no. Room. No. So you get to like you go to your locker, you see your name, you get like you pick your number, all that stuff. You get a home and away jersey. And then the first half of your first day, um is you go through drills, hitting drills, pitching drills, fielding drills, infield, outfield, all that stuff. And the coaches watch you and then they do a draft. And you get put on a team and you play your first game Monday afternoon, double header on Tuesday, another game on Wednesday, game on Thursday, and then that's the end of the playoffs. And then Thursday night is your first playoff game. Friday is playoff and consolation. And then Saturday is the championship game. So when they did this draft, is it is it like a silent draft, and then you just get the list of what team you're yeah, yeah, in the yeah, locker yeah. room? Oh, they don't yeah. they don't do the the schoolyard mm -hmm. thing. Okay. No, it's ten teams, 130 guys. So wow. it's like 13 people to a team, and it's like yeah. So the average age is probably about 45 to 55. That's probably right in that like sweet spot. Nice. So I'm, I'm looking this up right now. I'm looking at the Red Sox thing. It says two things jump out at me. When you win, if your team wins, you receive a custom fantasy uh, camp championship ring. Mm-hmm. And, and it gets presented to you at Fenway Park during one of the games. And where did you guys end up with the team that you were on? Oh, I don't even know where we placed. We didn't. We made it to the playoffs. Two teams don't make the playoffs. We made it to the playoffs. Um, but I think we lost our first round. And then the other thing that jumps out at me, hot breakfast and a lunch each day at the ballpark. Mm -hmm. So they, all your foods included. Um, and then they'll have like barbecue at night. They have an orientation dinner the first night. Then they have like a team dinner one night. So there's like maybe like two nights where you like have to get your own food. But for the most part, everything else is pretty good. Was there one particular coach that you felt like you got to know a little bit more than? Uh, Love Oil Cam Boyd. Love yeah. me some Oil Cam Boyd. Yeah. He oh, was nice. Great. Yeah. He's great. 
Yeah, he just like we- smokes cigarettes, talks shit, like like <laughs> like, like really gunning it at batting practice. Like he embodies nineteen eighties, and he so yeah, he embodies nineteen yeah, eighties yeah, yeah. baseball. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now here's Lenny Randall with the Mariners beat the Red Sox pitching baseball out of sight. Every kid who's 14 and under, we want to come, come to Jack and What are your first memories of uh, baseball or becoming a Red Sox fan and just a little bit growing up, be, uh, just like just in a little peek in the window of growing up uh, a Red Sox fan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I, you know, when you're a little kid, you're just like, it's hard because like when you're a little kid, you're like kind of your home team fan, but you're also kind of the most popular sports team fan as well. It's like, it's like, cause back then you didn't have access. Like I think about like in the nineties, I was like, yeah, I knew I was a Patriots fan, but really you're either a Niners fan or a Cowboys fan. Cause they were on TV all the time or like, so yeah, same thing with basketball. It's like, oh, I know I'm a Celtics fan, but like when I was coming of age, it was like the Knicks, the Bulls, yep. the, like in the, in the nineties, it wasn't Celtic time. You know what I mean? And so um, I was not a a full-blown, like, Red Sox fan. I was a Braves fan as a kid because they were always on TBS and TNT and, like, you know, Fred McGriff and the Crime Dog and David Justice. And it was, yeah. Yeah, just Glavin. And Mark Wohlers was was, was, was from where I was from. So everybody was like, oh, this. And then... Mo Vaughn came along. Yes. And I fell in love with Mo Vaughn. Me too. I got Mo Vaughn's rookie card. Um, I loved, you know, he was Big Poppy before Big Poppy. Exactly. You know, just this big guy who could just crack home moonshots. runs. Dude, moonshots. Moonshots. Um, and he had Mo Vaughn's camps. I wanted to go to Mo Vaughn's camp so badly. But we used to go to flea markets. So that's like that was kind of like my first foyer into like being a fan of baseball, not just like playing in the street or, or, you know, playing with my friends or whatever. I would go to flea markets and they would sell cards. They would sell like packs of cards. And I remember, I think at one point I had 10 Movon rookie cards and I was just like, so into Movon and loved him so much. And so was my dad and like everybody. And so, so Mo Vaughn made me a Red Sox fan. That that's a good one. I I I when if anybody asks me who my favorite Red Sox of all time is, and of course I'm a Mariners fan, I always say Mo Vaughn. Uh, embarrassingly, I gave myself the nickname uh, the Hit Dog. Yeah, 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 uh, the hit I, dog, and things dude. like that. And I I still get teased from player from my friends that I play like they'll always be like oh it's the hit dog and I know they don't mean it in a in a good way <laughs> I felt like I deserved the name but you know the, it, it was one of these things but uh I I really enjoyed Mo Vaughn I hated when he signed with the uh, with the uh 
what was it, the Mets? Then he went to the Angels, or was it the Angels and the Mets? I thought he went Angels Mets. Angels Mets, and yeah, he that's right because in Anaheim he fell down the steps going after a, a foul ball, which sometimes I always hear. Well, I'll hear it like somebody go, "Oh yeah," and then he fell down the steps after he signed that contract. It's like he was going after a foul ball yeah. hard into the dugout. I'm surprised they didn't resign him. I mean, Boston, like if you watch, dude, those three years in Boston, like it was not. I mean, he was there for more than three years, but his. His three like all star AL MVP year like were amazing. Anyway, yeah, it was him, Frank Thomas, Griffey, and Bonds. Were that was it? Yeah, yeah. You that that was the argument of like who was better. Uh, another one of my favorite Mo Vaughn moments though was there was actually a brawl, and uh, the the it's the opposing team. the The batter runs straight out to the mound after the pitcher and off camera, just entering you know stage uh <laughs> left just boom just just takes a guy out i heard he was a great teammate i know him and frank thomas were kind of doing this uh some sort of i don't know if it was like a supplement thing together or they had some sort of program together and i just saw uh, a couple of interviews when they were uh, promoing that and he just seems like such a well-liked genuine dude too on top of yeah who he and he was. wore jackie's number it was like yeah he just is like the coolest guy yeah so since he was your favorite player, do you, what was the hardest person to see go or the hardest trade from our, going from the Red Sox to somewhere else? Honestly, it's recent. I didn't even mind Nomar as much as I minded dude, Mookie. Yeah. I'd like re-fallen in love with Mookie. Like I was just like, oh my God. Because Nomar hurt for sure. Nomar mm -hmm. hurt. But we had already won. Yeah. So that felt like, okay, you, you had done your time. I mean, um, did you guys trade, um, uh, Nomar before you won the world series or was it? After? No, I thought, no, 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 no. He was on the, he was on, the, he was on the team. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like, now I'm, now I'm questioning it, but I'm yeah, pretty sure that's fine. Was, that's yeah. what we're here for. <laughs> this is baseball therapy. You know, yeah, you're talking yeah. to a, you're um, talking to a Mariners fan. I've had a lot of these. I'm like, was he on the team now? Uh, but I'm pretty sure he was. Um, but uh, Mookie, man, I had just fallen in love with him. He is. He, you know, whenever somebody who is your height, your size, an average dude is that good, you're just like, oh, I could do it. Like when you look at like Mo Vaughn or you're just like looking at fucking just like judge or like just the entire Yankees fucking lineup. You're just like, oh, thoroughbreds. I think like at one point last year or was it last year or two years ago, like Brett Gardner was like 5'11 and that was his short. Like there wasn't a player under six feet tall on that team. And these guys look like they were just like they just broke out of a mountain, and that's just Dude, who, it's, who they were. Like it's there was crazy. there was no parents involved. Um. So yeah, uh, Mookie, man, I I was so sad to see him go, and I I I was mad. I was I was equally mad. I was mad at the Red Sox for not you know going out to get him and just kind of saying goodbye to JD Martinez. 
But I was also mad at Mookie because we did make an offer and it was like, give us a hometown deal. We just right. won the World Series. It was, it was like, I don't know. It, it was equally mad, but and long story it... short is... I miss yeah. Does it sting that they're here in LA where where we live? Yeah. And you got him and JD. It's kind of like, you know, like somebody broke up with and then they moved across the street. Oh, dude, when I go see games today, I still I still cheer him on. I still like root for him. I really like, yeah. Yeah, that guy, I I where I've really I mean, I've always known he's good. I mean, if you follow baseball, you know this. But I I happen to go to the WBC this year and uh, all the games I happened to be out at where we were out in right field and man, he just has an absolute, just an absolute cannon was the one thing from his game that I didn't really understand. I know he could go get him. I know he could hit. I know he could run. I know he's got power. I know he's got an arm. I just never saw it in person. And I saw him take a ball off the warning track all the way to third base. Never, never was more than head level the whole way down. I haven't seen him throw that straight and that hard since Ichiro. Dude, he and and they they were they played him at short this year. Yeah. Uh they actually, if you go to the Dodgers game, because I just went this past weekend, the little media guide they give you, it's 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 him. Uh, yeah, you know, taking it, taking a throw. Uh, I think it's maybe they they turned a double play or something. It's like he's yeah, up yeah. in the air and he's thrown, and and I think it's like a bet the bets of all trades or the Mookie of all trades. I think it's the bets of all trades is the the headline. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so he is. Yeah, him. He was. I. I. It was sad to see. It was sad to see him uh, go. Well, I'm gonna make you feel better because. Because uh, obviously this Mariners podcast, I always got we got to talk about it. Uh, one of the worst trades the Mariners had, especially when I was growing up, that really mattered is when we uh, needed uh, some relief pitching in '97. We were crushing the ball. We had a terrible, terrible bullpen, um, and kind of didn't get anybody. I was just reading up on it before we came on here, and uh, I know about this, but it's Heathcliff. Heathcliff. Slocum we got from you guys for Derek Lowe and Jason Veritek <laughs> got to be one of the biggest fleeces in our organization. <laughs> it's right up there. It's, it's right up there. Dude, Veritek. Yeah, dude. Like heartbeat of the Red Sox, man. Yeah. Heartbeat of the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, and, and Derek Lowe also had a great career for you guys. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just like, there were like, it was crazy. It was just like a whole bunch of people who look like they just got pulled off of the streets of Boston to play baseball <laughs> and then like Dominicans. It was like, that was like, that is the Red Sox makeup. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like Millar, you know, just like Bill Miller, like Mike Lowell. Like, it's just like, there's just like all of these guys that just literally look like they could just be dudes who are born and raised in Boston. And then Pedro, Manny, and, yeah. and Ortiz. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, they were just like, I know this was kind of during when the Mariners kind of came out of the window, their window. Their window mm -hmm. was shutting on them, I should say. And so I remember like having to watch 
the playoffs without the Mariners in like 03 and 04 because I feel like it's a part one and part two. Obviously, in 04, mm-hmm. you, you break the curse. But those years, such a mere difference between what the Yankees obviously they go with the clean shaven, that's a rule. But just right, right. those players and the Red Sox players, it made for great television, even if you weren't a Red Sox or a Mariner or Red Sox or a Yankees fan. Yeah, we were just disheveled, bearded, you know, just like Manny with his two big pants on that were just yeah. like, I don't even know how he ran. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was just Ma- yeah. Mountain Man, um, Matt uh, Damon, Johnny Damon, the Mountain Man. Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. man uh, dude, I, I loved, bro. I love Ken Griffey Jr. I love Ken Griffey Jr., bro. You got, I know you were talking about that window closing, and it was just like, dude, the unit just Griffey. It just A-Rod. It was crazy that team, man. Crazy. It wasn't. We, you know, most people don't really understand this that aren't Mariners fans. Like those guys never went to the World Series. And that that or the uh, second part of that with the Ichiro and yeah, yeah. But that didn't have the staying power of that team in two thousand and two thousand one. That was kind of just like the fumes of that ninety five plus just some really, really good uh, free agent signings, but they didn't get the job done. And uh, yeah, it, it was, it was tough. Like, like I, I get the Mookie bets. Uh, I know teams like the Red Sox, they come and they go uh, throughout time. It's just been that way. You guys get a lot of, a lot of guys in there. It's just the nature of those big market teams. We're like the Mariners when we lost Griffey and we lost, Randy Johnson, and we lost uh, A-Rod, of course, just he wasn't as beloved, but the you couldn't deny how great he was. Those ones, like, really, really, really hurt um, <laughs> just because we never – it was just, like, it was so hard just to get to that point. It, for me, it felt like as a fan to, you know, now we just went through 21 years or 20 seasons, 20 years, 21 seasons until we got back to the playoffs – but like when you were growing up as a Red Sox fan, uh, you know, they were competitive. But did you carry that curse feel with you, even though obviously you weren't around the, this whole time? Yeah, no, we did. And, and you know, I, I look, I'm the first to admit since Y2K. There's no better sports fan to have been for the past 23 years <laughs> yeah. than a, than a Boston fan in all four sports, right? All four major sports. Um, so do you do you know like? Of course you do, but I mean, do, you know, do you ever look at like somebody younger in your family? You know, a nephew. A yeah, cousin, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah, and you're just like you don't even get it. You don't get it. Yeah, but I mean, also like, I, I it hit a point where like, I really only had ten years of bad, right sports because in the eighties I was like just too young to fully understand what, what was going on. And then, so the majority of my understanding of like my hometown sports were the Mm nineties. And so, and that was until I was, so we went in 2000. Yeah. So 2001, the Patriots win and I'm 17 or in 2000, 
2002. Yeah, the 2001-2002 season. Mm -hmm. So 17. And then for the next 20 years, 22 years, it's just been a run. So they've been better. Boston has been better longer than I've been. I've been they, yeah. You know what I mean? That I've been aware. So um, I'm lucky. Like people who are like my uncles and my dad and like those right. people are the ones who are like, it's been hell. <laughs> yeah. For, you know, for years for them. And so like, yeah, that changed that, that definitely changed everything for sure. I mean, in Seattle, you know, as a sports fan, we, I think like when we go and try to get hope is a lot of the time we look at uh, the Red Sox or we look obviously at, the, at Chicago and, you know, it's only been what, 43 years. I mean, whatever we've been around for 43 or 44 years, but still no world series. It, 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 it hurts. Um, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. until the Seahawks, until the Seahawks won for, uh, uh, major, the major sports. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I only have, I have one championship. I mean, the Sonics were there. Then I was born. And then, right. and then I had the Seahawks and um, I've, I've as a sports fan, I'm pretty, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not very selfish. I'm, I've always been like, if the Seahawks never win one again while I'm alive, that's, I be, I could be at peace with it. The Mariners and not having the Sonics. Those are my, those are on my two checklists. Like if I had to sign right, a contract, right. be like, I get one, you don't, you don't get to watch football anymore. Fine. <laughs> I would have done that. Well, it's just been like, and also the other thing is like kids today or whatever, I will say this, they have so much more access to their team now. Like we, I didn't have access to the team as much as I do now. You know what I mean? You could watch them on like local things or whatever, but I mean, um, it wasn't the same as it is, you know, today. And I think, I think that the, you know, the greatest secret in Red Sox, at least being in, in Boston, what Boston does well is they, even though we have had success, they have an ability to make themselves feel like underdogs. They do. They <laughs> and, they're, still do. and they're not, you know what I mean? But like we do like the Celtics ver like, or sorry, the Red Sox Yankees rivalry that oh, you're like, Oh, who's this scrappy Red Sox team, blah, 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 blah. And the truth is, our salary cap was probably top five in the league. At the time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But yeah. we just like Boston is like there's no dress code. There's no dress like we're just like Boston itself is 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 tiny, right? It's like this tiny little city. So it it isn't like New York, it's not LA, it's not it, it's just like it's really small what consists of actual actually Boston. Um and so it's all the surrounding things around it that make up its, it's like fan base. And so I think because of that, um, there really isn't anything else for us to do. Like there is no like Silicon Valley. There's no like motor city. There is no like Broadway. There's no film industry. There's no like college sport, like Texas at least has like college sports that they are also passionate about. Miami, Florida has beaches and like all this stuff, like, Boston is just like 
sports. Like that's, it's just like, this is what we do. And, and like, and like education, like um, nobody goes to Boston for vacation. No, not unless you're like just, going on a historical or a yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless it's education based and everybody hates it. So like you either have a choice to be like, everyone loves cars. Everyone loves beaches. Everybody loves all these other like fun things about all these other cities. Nobody loves going to school or being his. So everyone is just so about sports in Boston. One thing I do know about you is when, you know, we've always talked sports and stuff. Uh, and I remember we were playing you guys in the Super Bowl. Let's, I don't want to talk more about that. Right, but, yeah, 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 we don't have to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, you, we were like, we're having this uh, get together. We got Seahawks fans, we got uh, Patriots fans, or we'd have this thing. And you were like, listen, I would love to come, but I like to watch the games alone, the big playoff games alone. Are you yeah, the yeah, same yeah. way? Are you same way with baseball? Yes, I. I, I people just. Well, it, it's two things. It's two things. One, I don't know what kind of fan everybody else is. And because of that, I don't know if people are going to start getting in my face and talking shit and fucking piss me off and like get me to a place where I'm not even enjoying it. Or, or I just don't want to talk to anybody, man. I like yeah. actually just want to watch the game. Just be zeroed in like you're on the bench. Yeah, dude. I'm just like, they need me, dude. Yeah, they might. They might be a bill. We need you to go. Yeah, run. yeah. They need me to watch every snap, every play, every thing. And so I, I am across all sports when it's important. That's even now, bro. It's like basketball's so hard because the games here are like five thirty to like eight, and like that is like when do I eat? Yeah. <laughs> like when do I see? It's so. <laughs> hard to, to be like everyone leave me alone for any t period of time during those like windows with that being said where so where were you when these world series uh clinching games happened so i well early so that has become something that like now i'm older and i have my own place and like i can do that kind of thing i mean Unfortunately, dude, the first Red Sox, the 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 first one, um, dude, I had to work. Oh, I had to work. I was, you know, I'm 20. I need money, yeah. and I had to right. work. Right. And so I was working, and I was driving home, dude. I was like with the radio on in the car, listening to it, and I heard us win the World Series on the like radio. you were in the like it was the 60s. Like it was the fucking sixties. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty authentic. Would you yeah, change no, that dude, experience? Was... Would you change that experience? No, dude. I was honking in the middle of the, of the 10. Dude, I was on the 10 freeway driving home. Um, and then 07, I was at my house. Uh, 2013, I was at my house. 2018, I was at Dodger Stadium. Oh, yes. Yes. So uh, can you tell me a little bit about that going to the World Series? Bro, it was one of those things where I talked to my uh, partner, you know, Anora. Yeah, I talked to her and I was like, I'm I, I have to like when else they're playing the Dodgers. Like, right. you can't, I can't not go. Right. There's right. just like no way I cannot be there. 
I cannot um, not sell this kidney. That's how I would have felt. That's yeah. like how Killing. it is. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm spending the money to go to this game. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think I got a decent, decent, but like whatever that means in the real world, because I only got game five. I had no, I, nobody thought it was going five games only. Right. So I got game five thinking, okay, it'll be, you know, a win or a lose, but it's going to go back to Boston. Mm -hmm. And bro, we're up three, one. And I was like, holy shit. This is a closeout game now. I have yeah. tickets to a closeout game. And there is a, um, God, I got to find this photo, man. I'm in the stands and I am, let me see if I can find this thing. It's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite pictures of all time. Now, did you go alone uh, to this game? No. So I, I had to take Honora. Okay. Because she was like, well, if you're going, I'm I'm going. She's like, smart. I want to go to the World Series. And I'm like, fuck yeah, then let's go. She's she's uh, very smart. Very smart. Love very her smart. for that. Yes. Love her for wanting to go. Dude, I always never can figure out how do you go, how do you go by oh here it is. Months, years. So um, so dude, we get in there and I am literally amongst a sea of Dodgers fans. It is like crazy a sea of Dodgers fans so I was like oh no like I don't I behave I behave when I'm at somebody else's stadium so I don't show up wearing my uniform I I don't show up talking shit I don't do any of that stuff I respect I respect where I'm at you know what I mean that's like yeah. my number mm -hmm. one rule okay that's it so it's just a sea <laughs> of blue dude <laughs> That's a great, great picture. So I am like, you got a tint of like, red on there, don't you? You got a tint. Yeah, of yeah. Red there's, there's a, it's orange. It was it's orange. orange. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's orange. Um, You're like it's it's far it's far enough, but close enough that I know, but maybe they don't know. So we're in. I'm in the outfield because that's what I, you know we can afford, and so we're out in the outfield, and. I'm just like sitting, being quiet, being quiet. There's a fan, one fan in front of me is like, yeah, Red Sox, whatever. And then dude, just this guy wearing fucking blacked out glasses, shaved head is just like, hey, homie, you need to sit down right now. <laughs> oh, and he goes, hey, homie, you need to shut the fuck up and sit down right now. So that dude sat down and didn't say shit. Then this other guy over there was just like, Cheered, cheered on the Red Sox. This guy behind me goes, hey, fat boy, you fat fuck. I dare you to stand up and say that shit one more time. And he was just like, I know you're not going to stand up. I know. And the guy didn't stand up for the rest of the thing. Now, I say this to say Red Sox fans aren't any better. I'm not talking shit about Dodger fans. I just know when I'm in somebody else's house, especially if it's that if we're up in the game, by the way, don't say just bro, don't say anything. Just be respectful, sit there, be quiet. And so it was, dude. It was, it was great. It was magic, especially because, um, you know, they had that like seventeen inning, 
uh, one hitter where Evaldi pitched like seven innings. The game before, know? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to say, was that game? It might have been game three. three. Yeah. Game three. Because we had took we took two. Right. They took that one. Then, they, then we took the next one. And then it was mm-hmm. game five. Yeah. The series had that all built up into it. And dude, out walks Chris Sale to close. They pulled, they called Chris Sale out in the ninth inning to close it out. And it was fucking great. It was great. Um, and uh, I loved it. I, I was so happy to, to have seen them win. I called my parents. We were, everybody was cheering and it was, it was good. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's always been my sports dream as far as living in Los Angeles is whatever it is. I'm always like, I just want as much as I hate the angels. That's the team I hate the most. Um, I would, I would love to see some, some year and an ALCS here. Of course, my dream is to either see the Dodgers or the Padres versus the Mariners. Same thing on the, on the sports mm-hmm. and I mean, on the, on the uh, football. And so, I mean, that's got to be, I mean, you've checked off so many cool Red Sox things. I'm like looking over here on my, my things of like, I always call it the vital signs when I'm talking to people. Like, I'm like, I've checked all your vitals here. They're just like, bleeding red Sox, like it's like <laughs> like on a video game if you had a chart you're up there in the 90s you know you don't have a boston uh tattoo or anything so i gotta mark you down there and, yeah 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 you know, yeah no no not there you yet. don't have not any stories yet. of being thrown out of the stadium so uh yeah so you're you're up there in the 90s Fry bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. How are you doing? Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. There was one time I came out of a watering hole in West Seattle, and somebody came, and this guy had been overserved. I came out of the restaurant. And he goes, "You're the you're the Mariner guy." I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Could you do Ken Griffey Jr.?" And I said, "Okay." So I did it, and he goes, "You're a great man." <laughs> I love it. Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, speaking of Red Sox saying real quickly, uh, uh, what are your, do you, how do you feel about the movie Fever Pitch? And what do you feel about <laughs> the ESPN days, uh, four days in October? Four days in October is the best 30 for 30 ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the best 30 for 30 ever made. Um, oh, God, I just love it's Millar, I think, Kevin. He's just got he's he's got the bat and he's twisting it and he looks in the camera and he goes, "Don't let us win one." Yeah, don't let us win one. Dude, I love I love thirty for thirties, man. Would yeah. you? What would be your thirty for thirty? I know this is a, where you ask me questions. Every time I think of one, it gets taken away. Like I wanted to do XFL, it's gone. I wanted to yeah. do the Four Falls of Buffalo, it's gone. Like, what would you do if you had one? Sonics. It would there's there there yeah, it yeah, would yeah, definitely yeah. be the Sonics. Um, you know, for me growing up, of course I was a Mariners fan, and if, if I'm doing I've got a Mariners podcast on Odyssey, so yeah, I love the Mariners. But growing up in that particular time in the '90s, the one constant, consistent, we got a chance every year was the Sonics, and um, it really hurt, especially when it happened. When you had Durant, you know, you had Westbrook, yeah, yeah. you had all these picks that you got for the Ray Allen trade and trading away everybody that the Mar- that the Sonics had at that time, really setting up this great foundation. You bring in the guys from 
San Antonio, Sam Presti, who knows how to do it. And then you have all the, the you know, political bullshit. You've got the Howard Schultz from Starbucks bullshit. Mm -hmm. Sit down with Peyton, sit down with Kemp, sit down with everybody, like sit down with Durant, sit down with Coach Carl, everybody. Yeah. Dude, I love that. So I used to play I used to play as the Sonics in NBA Jam. I oh, yeah. have to admit, I always would uh I would take the Bulls and I would play with Horace Grant and Scotty Pippen, even though I was a Sonics guy. Because you want to know why? Because most of the time when I started playing that game, whoever I was playing with it was an issue if they would be the Sonics. So I just started right, right. to be like, all right, I'll be the Bulls or I'll be the Hornets with, with Larry Johnson and Alonzo yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Alonzo Mourning, yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved Kemp. I love Sean Kemp and, and the glove, man. And Sammy P? Yeah, the percolator. And if you've seen, I'm sure you've seen the movie Air, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh man, Sam Perkins gets some screen time and the best yeah. looking version of Sam Perkins. I think he would, yeah. he, he would agree. Young in shape, uh, yeah, yeah. no grays. He would, he was looking good. Uh, uh, fun movie. Uh, is he the first of, shooting big man? Is he the first? Hmm. No, I, I, I think. You mean that could just go from the outside like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that could just like that. You'd be like, "Oh, you got to seriously guard him at the line." I would, I would like to say yeah, and you know what? I am gonna say yeah because I yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I, I think so. I yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, I remember when we got him from the Lakers, and they used to have this commercial, and it was made in, it was made in the style of a comic book. And the story was, and I'll have to find it and send it to you, is that he was down in L.A. because he was a Laker and his eyes were kind of like droopy and kind of like red. And then he was down and he was and then he gets to Seattle and he smells the clean air and all this and he perks up and he's just and he's just killing it. And it's 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 literally like a like made like a Batman comic uh yeah, yeah. To find it and send send you that it it's pretty good and I, I know i mentioned fever pitch because that's the other red Sox thing i feel like i like the trailer of that film more than i like the film itself well but it's a remake right it's a remake of there's a there's a british movie called fever pitch and it's and it's right. about it, it is yeah yeah and it's made in the 90s it's all i mean look jimmy fallon is as an actor fine He's fine. But what about, dude, am I wrong or am I right? What sports movie are you the, is it Little Big League? Yeah, it is Little Big League where Griffey is oh! Yeah, it is. And it's against the Minnesota Twins. Uh, right. he, also, he also makes a cameo. Not as a villain, but I think a strikeout, a strikeout uh, victim. And uh, what's what's the one? Oh gosh, dang! I can't. How can I forget this name? It's rookie of the, the year. Rookie of the year. He's in rookie of yeah, the yeah, year yeah. as well. But yes, in uh, Little Big League, he is the villain without saying much. He's he's yeah, not yeah. he's not Fleetwood, whatever his name is in a uh, 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 major league. You know, right, he's not right. yelling things from the dugout. Uh, but uh, yeah, Griffey is is the villain uh, in that movie. That is a that is actually a, a really a really good baseball movie. I some of them I've went back that they don't hold up as well. Yeah, no, I, I dude, Little Big League was one of my favorite movies. It has one of my favorite lines. 
in what any movie. It's when uh, the when the the manager, the kid, has to fire one of the players. It's his first like. This is the real. This is oh, what it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. about. Mm-hmm. This is the, the guy who hits thing. the C, the guy who hits the CNI single, and he's like, he was actually, yeah, yeah. And they make it really well that he was like that was the that was like his his favorite player growing up as a fan as well. Yeah, he he goes he goes Jerry. Oh my God, Jerry just hit a single, and he goes, "Don't you think there's a problem when we're rooting a, a routine single?" Yeah. And then he brings them into the office and he's like, Jerry, I love you. You were one of my favorite players. You know that one day somebody tried to ask me to trade a Wade Boggs rookie card for you and I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it because you were like my favorite player. And he goes, great. I'm going to tell my wife and kids now that uh, we have to move. But don't worry. The kid likes my baseball card. And it's just so <laughs> good. It is, and and real, like very, and real, very, and real. Like that's a real. Like, I wonder if there was like some other bullshit line in there, and somebody was like, "This doesn't feel real enough." Let's. <laughs> well, what are we trying to say here? Well, this is what we're trying to put that in there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It 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 is that is. Man, I haven't thought about that scene in a while. Thank you for for bringing that one. I haven't seen that movie up. in so long, but yeah. Yeah, I just recently watched uh, Major League. Just it was just on. I caught it like right was it that they were at spring training the other night? Oh and, yeah, oh and, yeah. And, and, it, and it was just like I mean, there's parts of it that I obviously can't do now, but this just the <laughs> just just including the the uniforms. But uh, that movie too just has a bunch of lines that I've started to like. I growing up, I mean, I liked all these other lines that everybody else, the player said, and now I'm really into what all the manager has to say. That's like my yeah, new, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my new. That's my new thing. Where if you've seen a movie 900 times, you got to look for something else to you know really appreciate about it. And you're like, oh, that's what I like. I really love listening to to Lou Brown. Dude, his oh my god. You run like haze, but you hit like you hit shit. Like shit. Yeah. <laughs> I walked up to um, Wesley Snipes outside of the IO that he was at something next. Whoa. Time. And this was like my midnight. favorite actor of the nineties, by the way. Just my favorite. He. We could talk about that a whole nother. I love him. I embarrassed myself. I <laughs> went up to him, and I don't do this. I just don't do this. And it was like one of those nights. Like I had a really good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple yeah. of drinks, and somebody's like, "He's over there at next door," and that was fine. And now it's two hours later, the bar's closing down, and I and I went over to him, and I was like, "Wesley Snipes," I was just like, "I love you." And he's like, "Thanks," and I was like, "You run like haze, and you hit like..." And I go, "Hold on, you run like," and he goes, "I get it, I get it." I get it. <laughs> I and I stumbled over the fucking line. I fucking stumbled over the lines and then I was just like, I was, and I don't get pictures and I don't do anything. And then I, I still had the phone in my hand and I could see him looking at my hand. I was like, thank you. And I just walked away. And it was like this line that I've said and everybody <laughs> knows. And I, and I don't know if it was nerves and I, I it's probably alcohol, but I just, and I was like, not only I should have just kept on going through it. And then I was like, let me start it again. Let me take that back. Let me take that back. And he was like, he goes, I, I get it. I get it. And I was yeah, just like, I've heard it. I felt, no, you're, this is a millionth time. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 
I know he should have been like, I wonder if other people butchered it as bad as I did. And I was just, this was like one of these nights I just had such a great show and I couldn't feel better about myself as an actor, clean dialogue the whole night, did my work. And then I walk up to one of the best actors in our lifetime and I just completely <laughs> embarrassed myself. And I just remember having to go back in and talk to Vlad and talk to Carl. <laughs> it was just like, I didn't give him the whole business right there. I was like, oh, yeah, it was hella cool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, down-to-earth guy. Hey, before we wrap it up here, uh, I know we were talking about movies and stuff in, in the intro, obviously. Uh, we are talking about um, Bitch Ass, which I have to tell you, I just watched this Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, Saturday morning, because I'm a, I'm a bitch ass when it comes to horror films watched it in my room my mom's in town lights on mom's in the other room watched it what a great movie it was scary oh, there's a uh you know uh my, the new word i'm never gonna forget is shapopoli i think that's how it's <laughs> pronounced in the film also the games yeah, yeah. uh why don't why don't you uh tell some of the listeners about it uh, a little bit about more about it than yeah, you know, just growing up as a 90s kid, I wanted to make a movie that felt like it was a callback to a time of uh, black horror movies of the 90s. Um, me and my little brother, we called them hood horror movies. And it was just movies that took place in like black neighborhoods, you know, and starting from People Under the Stairs, Tales from the Hood, Leprechaun in the Hood uh bones like just there was this you know really really great time where these like kind of campy kind of like fun scary movies existed uh that starred like kind of all black cast and i just decided that i wanted to make one of those today yeah and and, and speaking of that you got you got the candy man in there doing doing the we got doing tony the todd intro, intro it. yeah yeah so, so like when I was younger, I used to watch all these with my friends and there's something that I've just literally got pussified like in my 20s and in my 30s to where I go, I don't like blood. I don't like this. And I <laughs> but, you know, but the but once you get in there and you're fun, it's always it's always like a thrill ride. It's just like being at the haunted house for me once you can get me into there. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm not trying to spoil it for anybody that's on here. I know you can get it on amazon right and yeah. then uh also on bet plus yes yes and uh and you know apple anywhere you can rent or buy it is there and then for subscriptions if you have like a paramount or showtime subscription it is on bet plus yeah and you took this down to south by southwest you got uh, the audience award is that what that's yes. what called Huge. Yes, we won the audience award um, at South by Southwest in the horror category, which is really crazy. And, you know, honest to God, it was just like, it was this dumb little movie that I had no money to make with my friends. And and it it wound up resonating with people. And, and I'm so happy that it did the things that it got a chance to do. And it's, yeah, it's just a fun movie for everybody to check out and watch, man. It really isn't. It's not too, too scary. It really isn't. It definitely no. means much more in the camp and nostalgia more than anything. Yeah. The, the, just having all the games that are in there, the yeah. board games and stuff like that. It's very fun. Like I'll never look at Jenga the same way <laughs> uh, as well. Uh, you know, we're running out of time here, but yeah, another quick one is that I know that my fan base probably or listeners, I should say, 
would be interested in is you were uh, writing on uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah, so I'm one of the I was one of the writers on season four of Cobra Kai. So I'm getting a chance to uh, I got I did that um, for um, yeah season four. So that was really fun and amazing, and got a chance to do that, which was really really cool. Yeah, especially with <laughs> with the way it's come back so strong. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, and, and you know, it's very interesting. Like, I got pulled into it by somebody that really liked Karate Kid, which I was like, I was okay on Karate Kid. I really wasn't too 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 into it, and I've really enjoyed Cobra Kai. And then when I found out you were writing on it, I was like, oh my god, I'm friends writing on this thing now. <laughs> but my my, what's crazy is my mom and her husband my stepdad uh <laughs> we should we should, we should uh I, sorry uh i was home for christmas this last year and seattle had this terrible terrible storm and it, they had like an ice storm and i was actually stuck at my mom's house she hates when i say i was stuck there but i was <laughs> i was mom if you actually are listening but uh they stayed up for like these two days that i was stuck there literally watching all of cobra kai and trying to explain it to me like as if I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> right, I mean, they, right, had right. To, they had to hit three, four seasons in like two days. Like it was just like it was like cocaine to them or something. I was yeah, yeah, up, yeah. I was getting up. We were literally iced in and snowed in. I would literally just get up to eat myself back to sleep, and they would just be sitting <laughs> out there going like, "One more, okay, one more, one more." Like no joke. So that that I mean that that's pretty awesome. And I know you're writing on Shrinking. You've written on Keenan. I did all this in the intro. I don't mean to make you so bashful here, but uh, uh, no, no, I'm yeah, no, I uh, yes, I've been writing a lot and um, you know getting stuff out and trying to. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm writing the new Ferris Bueller movie. Yes. So and is that like, going to have a different name? It'll be right now. It'll be called uh, Sam and Victor's Day Off because it's right. about the two uh, valet guys who take the Ferrari. It's what they did for the six hours they had it. Like what was their day off? Um, so I'm very excited about that. <laughs> that uh, look that also goes on this list of the things that you've accomplished here. Vital, yeah, yeah. Rewriting. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. When I was talking to my producer about this, I said, oh, yeah, my guest also does this. I just didn't know. I did see it here on Deadline here, but I didn't know if that was a thing that was out uh, that you were wanting to mention. But that's that's insane. I mean, that's it's like insane. one. It's that's insane. I don't know where where, you know. You have an interesting life there, Bill. I know. I know <laughs> but like when you actually look at it on paper of all these cool things, including the, I'm putting all the Red Sox shit up there in the fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. No, well. no, no, got, for sure. For sure. I got, I got my list right, I, right here. I'm like, I tell like everybody, Oh, you were on like, survivor. A oh, big deal. Boom. You know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> things like the world series. Like you've seen you dude. I drive a shitty broken down smart car. Like that's what I do. I wear, this is a ample hill. Like this is a t-shirt from somebody gave me to this. I dr dress <laughs> like a loser. Like I, that like the but things you wear it that well. should, you wear it well. Thank you. Thank you. The things that should matter to me often or things that matter to other people, maybe don't matter to me. And my whole life is about the experiences. So like, it's like, do I want a car payment or do I want to go to the world series? Do I want the, uh, a nice pair of shoes? Or do I want to like, 
I got to see Tom Brady play Bill Belichick in Gillette Stadium yeah. at the at the return game, and it was like, or do I go and you know get uh, a nice pair of sneakers, a nice pair that like none of that. I I like I will put all my money into going to see sporting events before I do anything, you know, anything else. <laughs> the, that, I have again. old iPhones. I have a bad, you know, like all of yeah. that stuff is like none of that matters to me. Yeah, is that what that that one billionaire? What's his name? Uh, Buffett, isn't that Warren kinda Buffett? How, yeah, 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 yeah. He was kind of living that way of like going, well, who gives a shit? And um, w- one other thing is too. I know that you're out there doing stand up. Do uh, are you touring? And one other question: Are you still doing? Which I f- did mention here in the intro. Uh, the day I became black, which I've seen two times, maybe three two times? times, two times, two times. I've seen it two times. I know you did a taping, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Is it out anywhere? It's not out anywhere um, because I wanted to officially I wanted I needed to do it officially. I did an unofficial taping in the hopes to sell it for a larger taping and get like an mm-hmm. actual company behind it, which unfortunately COVID was one of the things that rest in that shows rest in peace that show. Yeah, I still yeah. do stand up. I'm not touring. I do it locally, but um, yeah, I still do it. Yeah, that's I. I want to say something that that show was so good, you Thank know. You. And and I both times I brought different people with me, and they both really, really, really enjoy, really enjoyed that show. One of them actually was you actually use as an audience bit um, <laughs> that was really funny. Um, and he always talks about it to me anytime. Uh, we're talking about that or shows he'll always ask about a couple of my friends like oh what are they doing now um but that show is really awesome if you ever do bring it back take it up to seattle these people will love it all right cool all right yeah well well thanks bill for coming on uh rye bread mustard a mariners podcast and talking some red Sox. we've got some really fun stories also remember to go and check out bitch ass on bet plus apple tv uh amazon wherever else check out some of these other places that uh it might be where they you know might give you like a free trial hey bro that's you can do it that way um and you know be on the lookout for the new ferris bueller uh reboot is it a reboot or a remake it's a reboot i guess it's a spin-off technically spin-off. because of because it's two other characters yeah be on the lookout for that. And where can the where can people find you? Oh, on just add Bill Posley on everything. I I, I own my own name. <laughs> there's not too, there's no other me's out there, so I'm lucky. That's kind of like me with uh, my name. And sometimes it's it's awesome, and sometimes it's it's not. It's kind of hard to hide. Um, yeah. Uh, well, thanks again, Bill, for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, buddy. Bye.